Penn State Conversations is a podcast produced by the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications. Episode topics range from the people, programs, and events that shape the Belisario College to discussing key aspects of life in the professional world for young and upcoming communications alumni. Please enjoy this episode of Penn State Conversations. Welcome to this week's episode of the Penn State Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Taylor, and on this week's episode, I spoke with John Sanchez about his role as the coordinator of the 15th annual Penn State Powwow, which takes place April 6th and 7th. This interview takes place after a powwow meeting, and John was joined by his grandchildren, who you will hear throughout the episode. My name is John Sanchez, and I'm the coordinator of the American Indian Powwow here at Penn State. And um, could you explain exactly what the uh, the powwow, the American Indian Powwow, is? Yeah, the powwow is kind of a celebration of uh, of culture. Uh, it's it's a way that Native people keep their traditions available, open and available to our children, who many times live in places like State College. You know, it's very State College is a really nice place to live, but uh, uh, it's not diverse, not really diverse at all. Uh, and so uh, uh, my boys, you know, who are Native and have Native names, had to go to uh, State College High School, uh, which is very Caucasian, yeah. you know, and not not yeah. like I said, not much opportunity for. Uh, uh, for continuing the culture. And so uh, uh, the powwow gives them a little bit of time with people from their own tribe, as well as a number of different tribes. It teaches them respect. It teaches them how to uh, maintain their language, maintain some of the culture, and certainly some of the traditions that we have of our people. And it's, it's open to uh, the, the whole public, right? Yeah, we. Uh, it's not a show, okay. but it is open to the public. Uh, people come and share the experience. Uh, they, uh, they come and they... Uh, uh, they eat our food, you know, buffalo meat and corn soup and fry bread. Uh, they uh, <clears throat> come here and uh, uh, sometimes we invite them to dance with us. Uh, one of the things I like to do with my students here at Penn State is say, meet me at the powwow. You know, and during, during the week I might be strict as heck, but at the powwow, I'm just another person. And uh, I, want to, I want them to share my, my culture. So a lot of times my wife will bring in the girls and I'll bring in the guys because the guys are like, oh, dude, I ain't going to do that. You know, no way. Like, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Philly. We don't do that in Philly. <laughs> and so, well, you know, you might not. But here's what, here's what I want you to give it a try, you know. And so we, they get out there with me. Number one, they did it. They, they get out there with me. And number two, when they're done, they always say, Professor, I go, what? He goes, that was cool. Can we do it again? I go, we have to wait for intertribals. When they hit intertribals, that means anybody. And so... They'll come and grab me. Professor, they're doing inner travel. I go, okay, okay, let's, let's go. And I'll do it with them. Even though my, I mean, I'm carrying a cane. Yeah. Even though my knees are bad, I'll go in there with them. And uh, Monday at school, they'll say, Professor, I, I never experienced anything like that before. We had nothing like that in Philly. I really feel like I'm connected to you or your people, you know, or the culture. And I go, cool. So we were, I was sitting out here, um, you guys just got out of a meeting, and uh, I heard like a laughing. Could you explain that? It was, a, it, was a, a, it sounded like a whole room was just in laughter. That's, that's part of our culture, you know, when we talk about how things are. Uh, I mean, our people have been hurt so badly uh, that laughter is really the only way that we could kind of get through things. And so Native people laugh. Um, can, can you explain how you uh, got in, in your role? Like how you... Uh, Became like, the coordinator? Yeah. 
Um, actually, what it was is that the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, American Indian Leadership uh, Organization here on campus was celebrating 40 years of being on Penn State. It's the oldest, it was at that time the oldest organization of its kind in the country. And the dean, uh, Dean Monk, came up and uh, said, we're going to do this. And uh, the planning committee, he says, would you like to be on the planning committee? So my wife and I joined the planning committee. And um, the next thing I know, we're, uh, my wife and I are thinking about doing a powwow. So we did a, a four-hour powwow that day. We didn't think anybody would come. And so we had, uh, we had one drum. And we had uh, 25 dancers come from wherever. We had 2,500 people show up. We couldn't believe it either. So there was a small hiatus, and then um, I actually worked through Victoria at her office first to uh, propose a powwow. And we had done it before at Ohio State. At Ohio State, it was rocking, you know? So we thought we'd, we'd bring it here. Uh, but the red tape was incredible. But we worked through it, you know, and we've been doing it for 15 years now. Yeah. Like, what's the average amount? Yes, uh, last year we had almost 200 dancers from all over the country. Um, I've got calls this year from California uh, and from uh, New Mexico. My son's flying in from Colorado. Uh, we have friends coming in from, Cal uh, from uh, Florida and from Canada. And they're coming. Can you imagine? My, my, well, I know what my son's ticket cost, $1,200 to come here to dance for a day and a half. And then he goes home on Monday. Uh, but if you're in California, you know, $1,800 to get here. Um, but they'll come here and dance and be part of it. So we have a national reputation as one of the best powwows in the country. And um, you said uh, you, you brought it from Ohio State, or what made you kind of start it in Ohio State is the same reason you said making it. No, in, in Ohio State, uh, my wife and I were in grad school there, and uh, I was getting ready to go back home, just quit. I couldn't take it anymore because there was nobody like me who talked like me, who ate the same kinds of food as I did. And so, uh, uh, we, we, we sat down with some people, we, we, formed, uh, we formed an American Indian center, and then one of the things that we did from the center was to uh, put on a powwow. And we didn't think anybody would come. It was so full, so packed, we couldn't believe it. And the school couldn't believe it either, so they wanted to continue it. Uh, but we moved on. Uh, my wife and I, we moved on to, uh, uh, we graduated, you know, and went to, uh, uh, we went to Washington, D.C. at uh, American University. And American University already has a nice Indian organization there. And uh, they had a powwow there. We went to it. It was a good powwow. You know, then we came here. We recruited, recruited to Penn State. And I was recruited to Penn State. And so we, we did that. <clears throat> we, uh, I was here my second year is when we offered it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, they said no. Penn State said no. And then a few years later, through, the, through Dean Monk and his organization, American Indian Leadership Program, we, we were able to, to offer powwow, and we've been doing it ever since. And what can, like, the moment the powwow starts to the, the moment it ends, kind of what's like the, the I guess, step-by-step? Step? Yeah, the agenda is uh, we're Native people. We don't plan like that. Okay. Uh, but we, what we do is I can tell you that the first thing we do is we, we, honor, we honor all veterans, not just Native veterans, all veterans. And, um, and then we start the powwow, so there'll be dancing, uh, there's going to be food. We honor people like my niece is uh, in Ohio, and uh, she's graduating this year, and then she's going to go to college. So uh, I'll, I'll say, okay, it's time to honor all the new faces of an ancient people. 
And so all the kids that are graduating uh, will come. And uh, we, we put them in the arena and we honor them with a dance. We give them a gift, you know, and then uh, we give them a gift, then we honor them with a dance. And so all the people from all different tribes will come to the arena and shake their hand or give them a hug and they'll say, I'm proud of you, you know, or I wish I could have done this, you know, because maybe they got just a high school education or maybe not even that. The people, our people who go on to college and graduate from high school and go on to college, very few. You know, what is like your favorite part of the powwow? Really, my favorite part is just being with the people, you know, being from people back home. You know, when my brother comes up uh, this year, uh, my son's coming in from, from Ohio, uh, from uh, Colorado. Um, but when I get people from back home, uh, that's the best, you know. Uh, and we talk about maybe for us it's in Arizona and New Mexico. So we talk about like, remember that time we went down to Tupa City, you know, and oh yeah, you know, we start talking. It's so much fun just to talk about stuff like that and remember those old stories. You know, we find out who got married and who got divorced and who had kids and uh, who's, uh, whose kids are in Afghanistan uh, uh, or just signing up, you know, and, and then we talk about who died, you know. So it's a good feeling to connect. And uh, what are some of the challenges of putting the powwow together? So many young men, I can't even tell you, so many. I've been planning this for a year and uh, I raise all the money and then I make sure that we follow the guidelines to distribute that money. And then I hire all the drums and I hire all the people that are gonna to have to work, the, not work as volunteers, but staff, uh, and make sure that they meet all the guidelines that are required. It's, it's incredible, it's a whole nother job. Um, is it worth it? Yes, because the people will say, well, it's one of the best powwows in the country. Do I think about leaving it? Yes, because I'm sick, I'm not, I can, I'm not even at work full time right now. So it really is really hard, it's really hard. Uh, this semester I've had three operations, I have one more in, in April, right, at, right after the powwow. Um, I should be home convalescing. You know, but my daughter-in-law helped me get here today because I'm not, I'm not too mobile, and uh, so I said, okay, sure, let's let's go, because my wife can do it. You know, she knows what's going on, but uh, that's the hardest part. But it's worth it every minute. It's worth it when I see my sons, when my boys are talking to elders from my tribe, or they're talking to this year, my cousin is coming up from my tribe. And uh, she's going to be the storyteller for her to take my great-grandmother's place, who can no longer do it. And so uh, last time she visited last year, she danced last year. And uh, my son said, uh, she goes, he goes, Cousin Patty. She says, yes. She goes, tell me like, what dad was like when he was a kid. <laughs> I'm like, don't you dare, Patty. <laughs> she goes, oh, let's go have a talk. <laughs> So they came out of that room laughing. I was like, oh God, I hope it was good. I said, was it good, son? He goes, I said, I said son, that she's just teasing you like that. I was really good. Because I went, Patty, what did you say? She goes, <laughs> so, but that's fun, you know. And plus my boy, he probably learned something about when I was a boy, you know, which is nothing, you know, but it's, it was fun, you know, it was fun. And do you have a, a memorable moment, like a, a standout, something that you can like remember? Yes, but it, I don't know how 
but a few years ago, we had to stop the powwow because of my health. And there are other things involved with it. Funding was a problem. But the last day of that powwow, the last minute of the powwow, I'm the last guy to leave. So I was turning off all the lights, and uh, I, I didn't realize it. You know, I just started to tear up and I started to cry. And uh, so I'm on my way out, and the security guy comes up to me and goes, are you all right? And I go, you know, but I couldn't even talk because I thought it was over. And so for me, that was the most memorable moment, you know. Uh, on the positive side, my niece, Michelle, got married at that powwow a few years ago. Uh, my son, my son uh, Braveheart, has received his eagle feather through the powwow here at Penn State. And, uh, you know, I, I think those things, things like that, you know, for our people, for our family, are probably the best moments of these powwows. How, how, why do you think it's important for students that are, are not of American Indian descent to attend the, the powwow? That's a really good question. Um, really good. Uh, because when I raise money, people say, well, how many, how many people do you are Indian in this town? And I go, well, there's very few. But it's not for us. It's for you. It's so you can see how we live. So you can understand a little bit of our culture. So you can see the kinds of food that we eat, the way that we dress, and how we talk. It's not for Indian people. We know who we are. We know what we're doing. It's for you. You know, the guy from New York City who's never even talked to an Indian guy before. Uh, or the guy who's from uh, Philadelphia who's never taken a step in a dance of music. That's who it's for. You know, so that's why we have like 6,000 people are going to come to visit. It's mostly non-native people. For native people, there's going to be maybe a thousand of us. Non-native people, 6,000. Uh, thank you so much. This has been great. Thank you, young man. Thank you for listening to this episode of Penn State Conversations. For more information about the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications, including the latest news and upcoming events, visit belisario.psu.edu or find us on social media at PSU Belisario on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.